Hump Day! Welcome aboard, everybody. It is the show. It's Wednesday, the 2nd of March. It's 82 degrees here in the heartland, and I am your host, Scott Steen, with winnersandwiners.com. I'm the lead handicapper over there, and I'm joined by my partner, as always, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. There you go. And together, we do this little uh, shizoo every single day, Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Central Time, 3 p.m. Eastern. Heading back to the window with Scott and Scott. It's good to see you guys. Good to see everybody in the house that isn't a uh, that isn't some kind of uh, uh, spam. Let me. I'm gonna. Uh, why won't let me get rid of that spam, Scott? I don't know. Maybe because it's Twitch. I don't know. Uh, oh, that is it, isn't it? Coming in on Twitch. There you go. Could be. I don't know. Uh, J.C. Stone. Hey, any any interest on a slow sports day? Maybe doing part of a show, asking the group here to comment. Their most successful sport and what bet they have on it. I'm I mean, even on a non-slow day, you can just tell us. <laughs> I <laughs> and mean, then, and then of course we're right, gonna read the comments anyway. And then right below that says, "Loving tonight's slate." <laughs> so yeah. beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Casino in the house. Hump day. There you go, buddy. I see. Checking in, Brandon Kubans. Let's get it, Nathan Serna. Beam me up. Now, see, you you didn't get that many jokes because you're you're a little younger, but uh, I get some Star Trek jokes every now and then. <laughs> Cap Carrot wants to know if Oakland covered. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, that guy is like he's such. Were a they even that bad, or was IUPUI just hitting every shot? They no were, matter how difficult well, they was. shot they shot twenty nine percent from downtown, so that hurt them. Okay. Uh, but yeah, IUPUI, those five guys. Jesus Christ! Every time they'd. Start to make a little bit of a run. Uh, that kid would just drain one from three, and uh, yeah, just unbelievable. Shot sixty percent from downtown. So that's I hate it when that kid does it. I don't know which guy we're talking about, but I hate it when that guy does it. I don't know. Just the, always that guy. I feel like he plays on seven different teams. You know, that fucking student manager or whatever the fuck he was. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you've got a sport that you capitalize on that you're killing it, uh, yeah, definitely let us know what it is. I'd love to hear it. I know. Uh, Couple guys like the uh, now that was a foul. I like like the uh, soccer. Um, Tebow tonight checking in with the Pelicans six and a half over the Kings. <sighs> Don't hate it. I think Kings have what covered two of their last three though because I was looking at that game and like yeah I don't know. I don't know if you're gonna get many stops from either side. I know New Orleans might be a little bit overrated now because they killed the Lakers, which doesn't really mean anything to me. They ended up winning by. 20 plus so they really crushed them but right we all know the lakers have been overvalued all season long they're not very good they're probably going to miss the playoffs so what do you think do you think new orleans is a bit overrated now i mean yeah it looks like they're it looks like they're getting a little bit of uh a little bit of extra love there based on their performance uh against the lakers a little recency bias i think six might be a little tall against Sacramento. I don't know, man. Let me see you. Sacramento's so bad on the road, though, I mean, so it's it's very tough to make a full assessment there. Yeah. I don't mind the over. There has been some money coming in on the under, but it's at around 233 now. Yeah. I don't see many stops in that game, so I feel like I'm going to go with the over. You? Yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta 211 when they played back in November. Of course, that's a very different... Well, they have different rosters now, so... Yeah, Zion's still not playing. Yeah, I'm saying you still got McCollum, which helps out the def- which uh, makes the defense worse. Of course, the Kings got Sabonis, that definitely helps the interior presence just from an actual scoring perspective. But I don't know this total at 233. But looking at how these teams have played recently, 
I maybe wouldn't mind the Pelicans team total over, but I could see this game getting into the 240s potentially just based on the pace. It's possible. My opinion. It's possible. Uh, Nathan Cernus says, my bet the farm is a, a slither. I don't know what, I don't, he, I know, I've seen him use this term before. Do you know what a slither of bacon is? Is that a slather of bacon? I don't know, man. I don't, okay. Do you know what a slather of bacon is? It's, it's a slather. You just throw it on top. I don't, I don't know. You like Seton Hall tonight, buddy. He likes the, like who in the, who in the hall are you calling? What do you, you, uh, you like Seton Hall against G town here? Well, Georgetown is God awful. So they haven't won a game since, uh, 2021. That's right. But yeah, I'm going to go with Seton Hall because I think Seton Hall is actually a tournament team and Georgetown is one of the worst or most disappointing teams in the country. Now, Georgetown had that miracle cover against UConn in the last game where they were down 20-plus. They cut it to nine in the final three minutes to cover. But it might just be on principle. I can't back Georgetown. Can you? No. I, I, although, they've, they've, I'll tell you what, that's a hero call because they've, they've covered three of their last four even though they've lost 19 straight, 20 straight. I'm proud of them. Nathan Turner says a slither is a little bit off the back. There you go. So it's uh it's like back bacon kind of uh yeah. what do you call the like this is the opposite side of the belly on the bacon cut mm-hmm. okay there you go I'm guessing I'd be a fan uh, I'm, a, I'm I like bacon I'm a big bacon guy uh Maryland to cover tonight Scott Scott I'm gonna go with Maryland here because even though the Terrapins aren't exactly a good basketball team. They've been okay lately. They've won three of four. They beat Ohio State over the weekend by 15. Ohio State's falling apart, but still, you beat a ranked team at home by 15. I'm going to be impressed. Minnesota's been better at home, still atrocious on the road, but it seems like Maryland is a team that we know wasn't going to be very good this year, but they were drastically just underachieving the entire season. They're starting to find some consistency, mostly from Fast Russell at the point guard spot. I can't take Minnesota on the road. I think it's Maryland or pass. You? Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same way. This is a Maryland team that just, I mean, a, a Minnesota team that just doesn't play well on the road. They've uh, their highlight was kind of keeping within six against Wisconsin, but uh, no, Maryland or pass for me. Um, bacon, bacon, jalapeno, pepper, jelly, uh, tomato, um, tomato aspic on it. Man, there's somebody that can cook. Preston Burke. Yeah, dude, you can. We can hang. That's that's some shit right there. Uh, Fordham as a dog looks way too easy. How you feeling about Fordham tonight? I, I looked. Uh... I'm not taking UMass. I, I mean, I feel like it's a spot where it's a ba- it's a back to back home and home. So you're expecting UMass to try to avenge the previous loss, but the athletic director announced they're firing the coach at the end of the year. So do you think they try to send the coach out with a win in his final home game? Or do you think it's a message to the players saying whoever's giving you the pregame speech isn't going to be here anyway? So why should you listen to him? I don't think you know, that's like, the, I don't think that's the message they're sending. I, I I don't think it is either, but I'm bringing it up because anytime you have a guy who's coaching you, but you know he's not going to be coaching you in three weeks, I do wonder if they're just going to roll over and die as a team. We'll see. I mean, that's the team that doesn't play much defense anyway. I've got that as a player of the day. I've got the over there. Well, they're bad. So I mean, I mean, there's no way around it. They're just a bad team. But I still have to wonder with the guy giving you the speech, and you know that he's basically a dead man walking. Are you going to be really motivated for that game? I don't really know. I think Fordham's the much better team. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, of course, UMass UMass beat them the other night, right? 
Oh, uh, wait, what happened? Didn't UMass beat him the other night? No, Fordham killed him. Fordham oh, won right. by double digits. That's right. I did. I lost all interest because it didn't go under. Oh, that's right. It was uh, 80, 83-76 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the over anyway, just because if the previous matchup had 150 and change and the total's in the 140s, I'm going to like the over. Yeah. But I can't really back UMass in this spot, even though they're at home. They really shouldn't be laying any any points to a 500 team and Fordham for once is actually a 500 team. Good for them. Might hang a banner for going 500, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams. Yeah. Very good. Uh, super slices. I won a few bucks. My jets won. Shifley wasn't murdered. It was a good night. Today was a good jets, day. Jets killed me last night because I had the Canadians plus one and a half wild game, by the way, yeah. Winnipeg was up four, nothing in the first nine minutes. Then Montreal scored four straight goals. And then Winnipeg ended the game scoring four straight goals. So it was a 4 nothing run into a 4 nothing run into a 4 nothing run. And Winnipeg won 8-4. You want to step in front of, in front of the underdog killer, uh, George Mason? Six the and underdog one. killer from when? 15, the, 20 years ago? The favorite killer is 6-1 as a dog. See, I know that George Mason, of course, has that historic run uh, just in general. Yeah. Do you think uh, from like early 2000s, do you think that George Mason is still like fresh in people's head for like PTSD purposes as being a Cinderella story, even though they haven't done anything in about 15 years? Yeah. Yeah, I do think that. I don't think George Mason's very good this year. I mean, they've had some spots. I believe they covered against VCU on the road uh, relatively recently. Uh, but uh, Davidson is just such a good team. They're 12-1 and at home. They're 24-4 and four straight up. I got to go with Davidson here. I just think that team is too talented. The question is, can George Mason get enough stops to really contain Davidson and their elite three-point shooting? I don't see it. I'm going to go with George. I'm going to go with Davidson here. All right. Very good. Yeah, this is a uh, pretty good Davidson team that shoots pretty well, like you said, from beyond the arc, and they, and they guard the arc very well. So we'll see what happens. These teams did not play this year. They're just kind of weird. It is. I figured it they would have played once. And I thought everybody in the conference, you know, most times they play at least one game. But uh problem with Davidson, they don't they don't go get it. They not a good rebounding team. I think George Mason will own them on the boards. Okay. Oh you know. I know it's hard to fade this Davidson team. What's number six? Seven and oh, seven and a half. Yeah, it can be George Mason. Give me that. By the way, John Doe, we're not ignoring you. We're just going in some order here. What do you like? Um, um, I saw you asking about the Clemson under. Oh, okay. Let's see. Uh, Clemson taking on Georgia Tech. I can't take an over with Georgia Tech. I, I mean, this team offensively is not very good. And Clemson, we know, really likes to slow the pace. So if you're looking at a pace perspective or looking at the tempo of the game, Clemson's probably going to dominate and force into the half court. And Georgia Tech isn't exactly a team that likes to speed it up either. So by pace alone, mixed with Clemson's good defense, I got to assume it's going to be a lower scoring game. It's not the exact same situation as the Dayton-Richmond game yesterday, which we both got right. We thought it'd go under. It landed in the hundreds, and I believe the total is 130. I see a similar story tonight where you're going to be looking at both teams draining 20-plus seconds off the shot clock every time. I'm not going to take an over. So I feel like this game should land in the 120s. You? Yeah, this is a Clemson team, a really good shooting team. Uh, very, very good from beyond the arc, especially at home. 
but they're very, very methodical. Yeah, they are. And and Georgia Tech, not bad on the defensive side, uh, especially against the three. Yeah, I see a grind there. I'm I'm kind of with you. I think Clemson will, I think Clemson will take care of business. Uh, I think they'll win handily. But even if Clemson gets to seventy, which is I'd say a pretty good offensive performance for a Clemson team. Yeah, like Georgia Tech. Are we sure they're even going to get to sixty three in this game? Like, I'm really not. No, no, I'm not. I'm not sure of that at all. So I'm going to go with the under. Arkansas LSU. This is one of the more intriguing games. I see. Uh... By the way, I see questions about when Allie's coming on the show tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't promo anything. So yeah, don't forget to like and subscribe, do all that stuff, and uh, very, very, very important stuff today. If you don't like and subscribe, Korean baseball is also going to be canceled. So I'm, yeah. fuck, I'm fucking. Don't even get me started. We'll, we'll rant about that tomorrow with Allie because I know she's a, a big baseball fan and college basketball. So we'll bitch about. We'll save our bitching about Major League Baseball. Until tomorrow, but I'm just Alexa. Fucking what are the shamed. Little League World Series odds? Fucking shamed. Um, do, do, got do, nothing do, do. for sports. It's, it's uh, a damn, for baseball, at least. Damn shame. So, see the photos of Manfred playing golf, by the way, right after the season was announced. Fuck, don't even in smiling on the podium as he announced it. Yeah, not not a mm-hmm. fan. What a commissioner. Mm, not a fan, friends. So LSU, you know, known for their defense. Here's the thing about LSU. They they were down the, like their three top scorers for a long time. They've got everybody back. So it's it's a little bit when you cap and you say, well, LSU did this, LSU did that. Yeah, but they weren't at full strength. They were at full strength last time against Mizzou. And again, not a good test, but they absolutely blasted them by 20 and could have called their, could have called their number there. Uh, Arkansas obviously playing very good basketball right now. Uh, the nice win over Kentucky, they've won – a shit ton, thirteen to fourteen, basically, with their only loss coming in, in Alabama. Ah, uh, this is a tough one for me, buddy. It really is. You want to get in front of that LSU defense? How do you feel? I kind of do, just because Arkansas at Bud Walton Arena is a world beater. I mean, they're sixteen and one at home, straight up. They're ten and six. They're ten six and one ATS. The last ten games in general, they're nine zero oh, and one. So they have not failed. They have not failed to cover a point spread in the last ten games. Mm-hmm. That's good enough for me. LSU's three and seven on the road. They're a team that, even though they were missing some guys offensively, they really struggle at times. I actually like the under. I think this total's too high, but I like Arkansas here. It's very tough to step in front of a team that has such a profound home court advantage. I'm going to go with the Razorbacks. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to, I'm on a little bit of a dog hunt here today, bud. Uh, this is a, uh, Arkansas team that just beat that depleted LSU squad by seven, uh, as, as a, when LSU was actually chalk there. So, uh, they've seen them. I think being back to full strength is going to make a difference. Uh, I think they keep it close. Give me, uh, okay. give me a little bit of action there on that one. Uh, Scott made my Alexa talk a minute ago. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I've got an Alexa. I don't have it programmed or anything. And I've also got it on my TV. Occasionally it works. I'll use it. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. You know, it's just like the voice stuff. I don't know. I don't think they've quite got it right yet. But uh, I'm glad they don't have like bad commands for Alexa. Alexa, start global nu- thermonuclear war. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> kind of a bad joke these days, I guess. Sorry, guys. Oh, God. Just fucking baseball. Okay. 
And Zeal Carter pointing out that Georgia Tech did beat Clemson at home earlier this season. So, yeah. I'm looking at the under. I, I just see a lower scoring game there. Yeah, green. Nathan, I'm with you. I'm with you with the LSU catching those points. Uh, ask Alexa dick jokes. <laughs> oh, Carrot. God bless you. Uh, she didn't understand that one. Thank God. Um, what else you like tonight, buddy? Anything? Uh, well, the only action I have right now for my play today is at halftime. I have uh, Asheville minus the nine and a half. It closed at uh, 11, I believe. They're up six at the half, which is pushing the closing first half spread. So I guess I can't be too mad. Yep. But they gave up 36 points in the first half to Southern, which is kind of a pain in the ass. I expected them to get to 80, so I need them, their defense to pick up. But for the rest of the card, I'm a little bit confused why St. Joe's is favored against LaSalle. Now, LaSalle's an awful team, don't get me wrong, but it's not like St. Joe's is any better. And LaSalle did just beat Dayton in its last game. Do you know why St. Joe's is favored? Because I really can't figure that out. It does seem it does seem like a uh, like a, a weird number there, just a little bit. I mean, these are two teams that like you, really said, like you said, they're not good. Uh, St. Joe ten and seventeen on the season, Lasalle eight and eighteen. Uh, I'm trying to see what they said. Lasalle beat the shit out of them when they played back in January. No, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at a spot where St. Joe's might be six three and one ATS on the road, but that's usually because they're getting double digit points. They're one and nine straight up on the highway. Now they're favored. I'm not going to pick the one and nine team on the road straight up to win outright against a team that just beat Dayton at home. Yep. Yep. So. Agreed. Um, yeah, give, give me a small lean with the home team there. David said, I love when billionaires fight with millionaires. Both sides are a joke. Well, yeah, sort of. That's a. Uh, the millionaires are a question mark because they're kind of fighting for the minor league guys and yeah. people not making that much money. Yeah, and the guys, but, the guys are getting screwed by the extra year of service and everything. I don't know, man. Uh, I I know that I know that the the value of baseball franchises has skyrocketed, and if you look at baseball salaries comparatively speaking to revenue, they've gone down. So, I mean, I get it. I mean, I get it's easy to be p- pissed at the owners and the and the players, but remember the owners locked them out forty three days ago, and didn't negotiate for like. 35 of those days basically well I, I i had that i thought they would have a deal after a little bit of postponement just because i figured they would sit in a room at the last minute right and try to negotiate everything at once agreed all of that was true the issue was i thought they might have actually reached a deal in time but when you are locked out for 40 something days and you procrastinate until the i don't know final week mm-hmm. before or the final like three days before I think that you can really determine who's at fault just by how late one party was or both parties were to arriving at the negotiating table. Yep. Yep. That's the main issue I have. The actual logistical debates. That's not surprising. That's literally what a lockout is. You just argue about every issue until you compromise on everything. But the fact that it took so long to actually reach the negotiating table I think is an extreme red flag and a slap in the a slap to the face for all the fans. Agreed, totally agreed. All right, let's find out what happened yesterday, bud. A lot of uh, a lot of action going on, so it's uh, it's Wednesday. It's the Hump Day edition. Let's do it. Let's find out who took it in the shorts, who took it to the bank, who are the winners, who's the whiners, 
And who's just going to pick up their old flip phone, dial 911, and call the cops? All right, very good. Yeah, quick reminder that uh, we are going to have uh, Allie Burns on the show tomorrow. Very fun. Uh, we had a blast with her on the uh, on the Super Bowl show, and then hopefully we'll have Lenny on as well. So, uh, yeah, cool, cool, uh, cool, cool duo there are they at uh, Picks and Parlay. So let's start in the, uh, in the NCAA, as we often do, uh, looking at a game. That I had, uh, South Carolina minus six and a half. This was a premium, by the way. Uh, led by seven points with less than two seconds left. By the way, this is a game they pissed away. I lost both premiums yesterday and had the number covered in the last 10 minutes. Both teams stepped on their dick coming down the stretch. Couldn't uh, couldn't, couldn't hold the lead. I'm not happy. Anyway, uh, like I said, left, led by seven. Less than two seconds left. Mizzou, one of the literally the fourth worst three-point shooting team in the nation, hits the fucking three-pointer. South Carolina wins by four. Congratulations. Call the cops. And looking at the second one in college basketball as well, if you had Bucknell and Lafayette under 145.5 in the Patriot League tournament, Lafayette led by two with four seconds left. The game was sitting at 140. You just need one stop. And instead, Bucknell had a game-tying layup. We're going to overtime, and the game landed 163 after overtime. Yep, not good. And finally, in the NBA, Mavericks-Lakers over 219.5. You just needed 93 points in the second half. That caps out the 186 for a full game. That should be easy to do. About 45 points in the third quarter, and you're like, well... Shit, we're still okay. But 49, though, you know, 49 in the fourth quarter. Right, we need, we need, well, 48 to get to 93, but yeah, yeah. so they put up, uh, they don't do that. Spoiler alert, they put up 41 in the fourth quarter. Game landed 213. Jesus Christ. Game just absolutely died. Yep, yep, just like your under bet, or just like your over bets there. Yep. Uh, all right, so there was some good news out there, and uh, hopefully this is the right side that you were on. Maybe you just spent the night uh, counting your money. Because uh, you were sitting where you were sitting in the rocking chair. So starting off with the NHL, if you had the Oilers and the Flyers under six and a half, it's easy when one team doesn't score and you only had one goal in each period. Edmonton won three to nothing. And moving to the Pac-12, you had Arizona minus four and a half against USC. Uh, USC showed their true colors last night. Arizona led by 24 at halftime, played with their food a little bit in the second half, ended up winning by 20. Congratulations, Wildcats. Depends on what the matchup is for the first round of the tournament, but I said yesterday I'm not a fan of this USC team. I think they're a pretty strong candidate to lose in the first round. What do you think? Yep, absolutely. absolutely. freaking Candid free throws late in games. I've seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. But looking at the last one, if you had Michigan, minus four and a half against Michigan State, they led by 16 at half, and they won by 17. Michigan State, they might have beaten Purdue, but they still suck. Yep. And Michigan torched them. Yep, I think you and I, everything, everything we said like unofficially on the air, I think came true. But like yeah, all, like official picks, no, no. I said my favorite play was going to be Duke. Yeah. And they won by 30. So, you know, we were going to do a conference tournament game just because of March. But I feel like all the non-conference tournament games, we pretty much won. Yep, exactly right. 
Um, all right, there was a performance last night that I think we kind of need to talk about, and we haven't done one of these in a while, so let's do one here. Let's uh, let's fit it in. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. So last night, we talked about this Ohio State team. They were 16-point favorites against Nebraska. We didn't really like that game. We thought that might have been a few too many points, but uh, it's hard to get behind Nebraska, especially on the road. Well, Nebraska, they showed up last night. How about those Huskers? They, uh, they beat the Buckeyes by eight points. And you think, wow, that's a... Uh, I didn't think Nebraska did very well against good teams. Yeah, they don't. They were 0-24 straight up in their last 24 against ranked opponents. Congratulations, Buckeyes. You, my friends, look like shit last night. And if you want to talk about Fred Hoidberg as the coach of Nebraska, his record against ranked teams before last night was 0-23 straight up. And Mm. they ended up not only beating Ohio State, they really kind of coasted. They let it yeah. to half. They won the full game. It seemed like Ohio State was just trailing the entire night. Yep. Yep. It really did. Just just absolutely. Speaking of teams, by the way, to fade in the first round of the tournament, uh, can I present to you the team that lost to Oral Roberts last year, uh, Ohio State, in the first <laughs> round? Yep, absolutely. Should have had two units on Duke straight yesterday. Sure. What about Toledo? Uh, absolutely smoked that Buffalo team, didn't we, they? We like the over. Yep. That got there easily. Yes, it did. But... What happened to Oakland yesterday? What a great fucking question that is. I asked it most of last night as I sat here talking to myself at my desk. Um, yeah, we touched on it briefly at the top of the show. Uh, they shoot 29% from beyond the arc. IUPUI shoots 60%. They've got five guys. Two of them pick up four fouls. Neither one of them can't get rid of them. Can't just fucking lean on those guys. How could you How could you do that, Scott? I could you not know, just uh, take it at those know. motherfuckers every time they're I feel like f- the rule is if somebody's in foul trouble and you have actually no bench players, keep going at the guy in foul trouble. That's just a hot take. But yeah, Super Sly Hoidberg was the guy who coached the Bulls, also coached Iowa State a while back. But in Nebraska, he's been a mess. Nebraska's been a mess for years. But not last night. They pieced it together for a full 40 minutes. Yeah, very good. Of course, I'm old enough to remember Fred Hoiberg as a player, and he was a uh roundly uh, roundly uh hated when he uh played at the uh Iowa State guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, not good. Not good. Good three-point shooter though. Um shit made my head explode. Oh, Oakland. Yeah, dude. And then they finally finally got their shit together. Were they up like 18 with like five to go, yep. six to go? Uh, they at least 16, and they might have taken it to 18 at one point. But yeah, I'm like, okay, here we go. IUPUI just kept shooting and they kept scoring. Yeah, every time they'd start to get, to they'd start to put their foot on the gas. IUPUI would come down, and be left open for a three pointer, and hit it. They probably hit more three pointers last night than they hit the whole fucking season. Probably. All right. So enough about that. Um. Conference tournaments tonight. What do we got? Uh, I go to my big. I go to my big board here, and we've got. Uh, oh, the, we got the Big South and the Ohio Valley firing up tonight, Scott. And then tomorrow it's going to be uh, nuts because we got the MVC Sun Belt and the West Coast Conference starting up, and then we've got second round of the uh, A Sun and the Horizon as well as the Patriot tomorrow. So, so here I we got a go. Question about. Sorry, I got a question about a non-tournament game, and I kind of want your thoughts on it. Okay. So, 
Lamar is taking on Texas Rio Grande, mm-hmm. Rio Grande mm-hmm. Valley. And Lamar is currently getting one and a half points. They're two and 26. Yep. I know that, you know, uh, Texas Rio uh, Grand Valley is only seven and 21. Mm-hmm. But how do you not lay one and a half against a team that's two and 26 this season? Uh, Lamar Are you t- missing something? Yeah, I'll tell you. Well, they're looking at, they're thinking the terrible Rio Grande defense is going to make up for the terrible Lamar offense. I get it. Like, you know, if you bet Lamar, good for you. But on principle, I cannot back a team that is two and 26. That is only getting one and a half points. I feel like that. I don't want to say it's a blind Rio Grande Valley play, but it kind of feels that way because Lamar, home, road, Mars, Jupiter, doesn't matter. They're losing. Real I don't Grand, know if it matters. Real Grande Valley beat them by 24 um, a month ago. Like, am I am I missing something there? Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't see it. I, I don't see it, bud. Uh, Lamar's covered just once since the in the month of February. Entire month they've covered one time. Yep, yep. Of course, uh, I'll, I don't. I don't care how bad Rio Grande is on the road. Yep. Lamar has two wins the entire season. It that doesn't really mean anything to me. Yep, they got to. Uh, Lamar got to seventy nine against Rio Grande. Great. What'd they give up? Yeah, they gave up ninety three. So I, I said they okay. lost by twenty four. They lost by fourteen. Sorry, I, yeah, overst- okay. I overstated. But yeah. Uh, what do you think the spread's going to be for Fort Wayne and? Uh, Illinois, Chicago. Uh, four and a half. Is that tonight or is that tomorrow? It's tomorrow. I mean, it even said Friday. Um, is there lines up on that game actually? No, he's just taking a guess. I don't think. I, don't I was going to say. I feel like there, I feel like there should be lines up, right? Because I mean, the matchup's not going to change. Mm. It's not like they're playing a game or whatever. You know, yeah, you're not I feel like you should have a line. But yeah. who's IPFW playing again? I just said it. I know. Sorry. I'm uh, just searching it up. They're uh, playing Illinois, Chicago. Illinois, Chicago, okay. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know what the spread is, so I can't really give you an He wants a, to know what you think the spread's going to be. No, I know. I'm just trying to think in my head. What do you think the spread's going to be? I don't know what the spread is, so I can't answer I know. It. Uh, it's <laughs> seven and a half? Okay. I said four and a half. Give or take? I mean, it's it's not a neutral. So IPFW is thirteen and two straight up at home, nine and four ATS. But Illinois Chicago isn't a very good team. But on the road against the number, they're nine and six. So I'm gonna say seven and a half. Okay. Two. Yeah. I like I said, I said four and a half. Okay. I think four and a half is too low for a team that's that dominant at home. Purdue barely cracked fifty percent from the foul line. The old donkey broke it off. <laughs> Oh my God, this Purdue team is so fucking frustrating. I know you you put it all at the feet of Matt Painter. I don't know about that. I think I put a lot of it at Matt Painter's feet just because some of the plays out of timeouts I find questionable, the decision making. I feel like the team half the time just has some form of a game plan and they just never deviate. It's just this is either going to work or we're going to die trying. And yeah. it seems like they die trying more often than they should. Have you noticed that? Oh I yeah, I don't see many in-game adjustments by Painter. No, and you know you 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 have a dominant inside game and a dominant outside game. I I don't understand. I don't understand how this team ever loses a fucking game. I really don't. I really don't know because you look at the Big Ten, and even though I root for Wisconsin, 
Purdue is clearly the most talented team in the conference. Like, I don't think it's close no. in terms of talent. Summer Sweat says fire painter. Yeah, that's a tough thing to do when he recruits well. Yeah. But can't coach. When you when you put together a team like that, and you're like, well, you're gonna fire that guy, but then you it's hard because they're gonna make the tournament. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna end up with the uh, what, second or third place in the Big Ten. I still don't understand how high school players keep an eye on Purdue. They see Painter coach every year, and they still commit to Purdue. I don't know. If I was like a five-star, if I was Jaden Ivey, why the hell would I want to go play for Matt Painter? Yeah. Um, Kenny asked a good question. It's one that we get every once in a while. We, we try to address that about once a week as the odds change and things and things uh, happen. If you had to make a future bet right now on uh, teams winning at all, which we both have, by the way, uh, who do you like and who do you avoid? Well, I'll answer the second part first. I think both of us are pretty much shell-shocked about Gonzaga. So I don't think, at least for me, and I don't want to quite speak for you, but uh, I have no desire to uh, bet the favorite there at plus 400 in Gonzaga. We've seen, we've seen, speaking of, we've seen this movie before. We have seen this movie before. And uh, Gonzaga appears to be even not quite as strong this year as they have been in years past. You? I can't take Gonzaga at plus 350, especially after losing to St. Mary's. It's the same story every year. They will look pretty good early in the season out of conference. They'll go into conference play. They'll murder everybody by 60. Have one close call. And then call. they'll either have one slip up <clears throat> or they will roll the table and then have a no-show in a tournament game. And it's been the case pretty much every year Few's been there. They've had some really, really good teams. Now, they did make it to the title game last year. Truth is that Gonzaga team, in my opinion, and that Baylor team were two of the best college basketball teams I've seen in probably a decade. Yeah, I think in terms of talent. <clears throat> I think we saw the two best teams play, and it's a shame we had the game because they were scheduled to play earlier in the season, and it was canceled because of COVID. So. I'm saying, what do you think, though? Do you agree that Gonzaga and Baylor last year were two of shorthand the best teams I've seen in college in 10 years? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that you can certainly make that case. No, no question about it. Gonzaga, or Baylor, not nearly as strong. No, not nearly as strong. Baylor, though, I, I mean, I wrote them off a little bit during the injury with the injuries, and they're still missing some guys, but they have a certain grit to them, which I wish Gonzaga had, and I feel like that's why Baylor was able to win last year. It just seems like Gonzaga expects to roll over everyone, and as soon as they get punched in the mouth. They really don't handle adversity that well, and that's been the case for years. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, that's that's hard. That's hard to argue with. It really so, is. is. I'm it? not taking Gonzaga at plus three fifty. <laughs> Talent wise, I get it. They're probably the most talented team in the country, but I think they're going to lose again in the Final Four. I think they'll lose at some point in the tournament. If they were five to one me, or wait, six to one, before you do, hang, let me ask you this: Would you rather have Holmgren and Timmy or Edie and Williams? I'd rather have Holmgren and Timmy. Would you really? Yeah. Edie is a guy who really does not have much talent. He's a very tall human being. Truth is, the referees also hate Edie. He can just put his hands up and he'll draw and he'll get three fouls called in him in about three minutes. Seems like the referees just hate Edie because he gets into foul trouble all the time. Yep. But I do think that you're looking at a spot where Holmgren's supposed to be top three in the draft. Timmy is one of the favorites to win the, to win a player of the year. He's not going to win it, but he's been in the running in years past. I go with those two, but if you're asking me right now, would I rather have Timmy 
Holmgren and Strawford or Kispert, Timmy, and Suggs? Nope, wasn't the question. I'm taking I'm, – no, my point is that's why I think Gonzaga's team last year was better because I'd rather have Suggs in that backcourt. Yeah. I'm not a Nemhard guy. Okay. Um, Are you a Nemhard guy? Because I'm not. Mm, he looked a lot better last year when he had more help, didn't he? I don't think he really does much besides game manage. And when you're driving a Corvette, I don't want a guy that's going to fully game manage. Nathan Cerner wants to know if put a big second half play on Duke or first half play on Duke. Duke, Duke play. Well, they played yesterday, so. Yeah, that's why. Well, I was going to finish my point though, so right, I'm, I'm not into Gonzaga. All right, yeah. Plus three fifty. I'm writing off Purdue at nine to one. Okay. I don't care how talented you are. If you lose every close game you're in, I'm not going to pick you to win in the tournament. Arizona and Kentucky are the intriguing favorites that I like. Yep, me too. I feel like those two teams are, for the most part, consistent, and they just have a lot of firepower. Arizona shot selection is not great, but they have a lot of talent. They can overcome it, and they really check every box. Same thing with Kentucky. Um, as for long shots, I mentioned Texas Tech at 25-1. to 1. Do I feel great about that? Not really, but I do think that because of their unique style of play and their elite defense, at least they have a recipe to beat anybody on any, on any given night, which I do think pays some dividends. I'm not taking Wisconsin at 50 to one Illinois. I'm not an Underwood guy either. I really don't like many long shots here. Do you, I mean, Baylor at 14 to one, maybe, but with the injuries, I'm going to have to pass. I've got no, I've got Nova at 18 to one. Okay. I see 25 to one on Nova. Okay. I, I think they're a fundamentally sound team, obviously with Jay Wright. I still question the lack of athleticism, and I think that they couldn't get exposed against some quality opposition. Well, we saw them against Baylor earlier this year. They scored like 40 points. We'll see what happens tonight. I like this Hogs team as well. I've got them at 33. You might have a better number than that. I see 55 to 1. 50, 50, 50, 55 on Arkansas? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody checked in to know uh, uh, what was wrong with us with. Uh, our Oakland play yesterday. Well, for starters, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put this around Scott's neck. Uh, that was my play of the day. I know you said, I know you said you probably leaned that way as well, but that was not your official play by any stretch. That was my official play. So I'll take I'll take all the blame on that. And you know what? Uh, I'm gonna fade the nation's worst team with half of their roster gone, starting and having only five people available to play. I'm gonna make that bet every day. I'm not gonna apologize for it. I'm not gonna apologize for. It. IUPUI shooting 60% from the floor and for Oakland shooting 29%. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to make it. If it was available today, I'd fucking play it again. Scott? I, I mean, you're fading IUPUI. That's been a pretty solid move all season long. Uh, 55 to 1 seems like a decent price. Agreed on Arkansas. Uh, IUPUI. I think it is, but at the end of the day, Arkansas is so good at home and so mediocre on the road to below average. I mean, the same can be said about Texas Tech. Right. They went undefeated at home this season. I don't know how much I should factor in home road splits when you're going into a neutral for about a month straight. I I've feel like that's the tricky question that you always have to ask, and it varies on the team. A Providence at 75-1. to 1. Is there any value there to fade Ken Palm and the net, the net rankings? They're not going to win the title. I'm rooting for Providence. I think they're a lot of fun. I liked them yesterday getting points against Villanova, and they almost won the game. It goes back to the same point that I made about 
um, Wisconsin. And I don't think they're talented enough. Now, are they a great team? Yes. Are they fundamentally sound? Yes. Is the chemistry there? Yes. But once again, it goes back to a point, like I said about Villanova, they, there are certain teams that are just significantly more athletic than them, and they're probably going to get exposed. I think they're a Sweet 16 team. I think with a good side of the bracket, they could be an Elite 8 team. But Providence, I just don't think, has enough firepower to be a Final Four team. You? Well, yeah, no, I'm I'm the same way. Uh, you're looking at you're looking at long shots now, so it's it's you know it's hard to make a case that this team's actually going to run through it. The only team, the only question you've got there is can they get hot? Uh, somebody asking about the score. Asheville's up by four. They're just playing with their food. Well, truth is, Southern just can't miss a shot. No, they're shooting like fifty something percent. Yeah, they shot poorly early, and that was my call. I've got the under here as a premium, so that's not going well, obviously. Um, but they. Uh, uh, they shot poorly to start because it's, it's the big, it's the big arena theory is what I went with. Cause you know, Southern plays an arena. It's I, I played in a high school that was bigger, that had a bigger arena. It literally seats 887 people. So. And there's still 15 minutes left. I'm not fully worried. Plus in these tournaments, you're fouling down 12 with three minutes to go anyway. So we got a long way to go, but Asheville offensively is doing their job. Just not getting many stops. Yep. Absolutely true. Um, Amazing that uh, Charlotte Southern sucks. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, what does Houston or Duke play for the futures? Duke Duke was a, is certainly a consideration. They're the fifth betting favorite. I've got them at nine to one. You've probably got them a little better than that. I'm. I see twelve to one. And uh, Houston. Houston, I, I see forty. Uh, you know, I would love to see this Houston team do it. They again, you look at them on paper, and they've certainly got the talent, but then they. They shit the bed against what fucking SMU or who they lose to the other night. Just ridiculous. Um, well, they they ended up dominating last night. They clinched the regular season title, so they're still very good. But I had Houston in my Final Four last year. I really don't know how to grade it because on one hand, they got there. On the other hand, they really didn't play anybody. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, they really should have lost to Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Like Rutgers just handed the game over when Houston was dead in the water. So I really don't know if I can build off of last year's run or not because of how easy Houston's schedule was in the tournament. Right. They're they really kind of, didn't face anybody. They're kind of a junior version of Gonzaga. Playing play a pretty bad conference and uh, usually roll through conference play really good at home and then kind of shit no, the bed. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a matter of the conference being terrible. I just meant people are going to say automatically, well, Houston made the Final Four last year. Who's a great so team in that they, conference? I mean, Memphis, Memphis is playing good ball, and that's somebody else I would look at, by the way. Well, Memphis is in the last four in right now, so they're probably going to go dancing. We'll see. Well, again, that that's, a te- that's, a, that's a team that's hurt, man. You want, to th- you want to play Memphis, you can get an outrageous price on Memphis, and that's just the kind of team that fucking gets hot and can take you to the Final Four. And th- I got them at 150. You probably got a better number than that. Think about that. You take a team like that, if they get to the second weekend, you can hedge the shit out of it and make money. You don't have to get them to the final four to make money on hedging. You can fucking you can hedge them going into going into the Sweet Sixteen. I see hundred forty to one on, on Memphis here, but okay. if you want to go for a, a long shot, a serious long shot that has a zero percent chance of winning, but like maybe for the value, Michigan at one hundred and forty to one. If you think they get in, just solely because of the fact that similarly to Memphis. They were preseason top 10. Mm-hmm. So if you think that they can realize some of that potential, they might be undervalued. And if you remember, 
UCLA was a last four in team and they made it to the final four. Yeah, they barely they barely beat Michigan State in that fucking play-in game. I'm saying there could be a path there for an 140 to one shot on a preseason top ten team. Yeah, I don't I don't hate if you want to go serious long shot ten dollars to win fourteen hundo, I don't mind it. Yep. Um somebody wanted to know how our NASCAR picks did. We'll we'll go about it in more depth on the show on Friday. But I did well. Uh, well, you did the worst, but uh, no, I, no. What I'm saying is your scoring system's a bit messed up because I well in dollars you did the worst too. You lost. What I'm a, saying you lost according 160. to my actual plays, I made a unit and a quarter. Well, so you're fucking we making you're making in race plays and shit that we're not doing. I on wasn't the show. making in race plays solely based on what I bet. I made 1.25 units, so like, we got to talk about the breakdown in money because the calculations are off. Because you throw in top ten plays and you throw in some other stuff, right? That I'm clearly not betting. So I, I I go through all my plays. I made 1.25 units in NASCAR last week. Well, no, you didn't, but that's right. I, I, I did. My account tells me that I made 1.25 units. All right. Well, anyway, as far as our point standings, Chris had 89, I had 88, and you had 75. So cool. Again, we'll talk, we'll talk about that as we go forward. We, uh, we, we had Logano, and uh, we had two of our long shots come in in, in, in the top 10. Uh, I did, and Chris did, with Almarella and Jones. Joe, this my original one was Kislowski, but he didn't even make it into the top ten either. So he did whatever. not. He did not uh, drop a dollar on UConn. Yeah, Tebow. Uh, by the way, T- Thomas Bo said the pe- people that pick some parlay is very cool. Um, I agree. Anybody that I've ever worked with um, has been has been cool. So, and I'm looking forward to having him on the show. So we'll have Ali in there tomorrow. So uh, it's that time of day, Scott. Let's uh, let's do it here, man. It's 83 degrees outside. I'm gonna go out and do something. What about you? Where is it nice up there? 72 and windy. You gonna go out to the park or what are you gonna do? I don't know. Okay. Rochelle's cooking the books. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not. I have all my plays written out. So here's all the plays I like. All the plays. Here's all the here's written. all the plays I like. I'm not betting them. Here's some shit that I'm gonna bet, and I'm gonna count well, time, that. Whoa, whoa, but the shit I told you to bet, fuck that. I'm not playing it. You added top ten qualifying <laughs> stuff, which I would never bet. And two, you've basically forced me to take Bubba Wallace because apparently Kislowski didn't qualify as a long shot. Yet I included Kislowski and Bubba Wallace in my recap. And neither one of them hit. So shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? I'm saying I lost an extra whatever because you forced me to take a racer I didn't want to take. God. That was my point. All right. All right, buddy. It is time. We've had it. Do we have a two-game losing streak now? Yeah, I think that's our first. I actually think that's our first two-game losing streak in like a month and a half. Oh, fuck yeah, it is. This we is, haven't lost multiple games in a long time. It's bullshit, man. It is bullshit. It is time to get off the schneid. Let's do it, man. Let's uh I gotta go. I got new overalls today. I'm gonna put them on, and uh, of course, adjust my straw hat. Climb aboard your John Deere's, everybody. Get your lucky rabbit's foot keychain out. Put them in there. Turn the key, and fire that bad boy up because it's time to cue the cash cow. It's time to bet the farm. All right, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, Scott. They just couldn't get any stops and keep that game under. It was ridiculous. So what do you got cooked up for today? So we're going to go with the player prop. It's going to be on Cleveland Cavalier center, Jared Allen. We're going to take over 11.5 rebounds at around minus 135 on BetMGM. By the way, minus 135, that's pretty much our ceiling as far as we, we had a discussion about whether we wanted to lay more than 130 or not. We almost never ever will. It's not. I think one forties are ceiling technically. Yeah, probably, but it's a, it's a play that we've really got to like, and that one qualifies. So, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, 
He's played against Charlotte three times this season. He's averaging 14 rebounds per game in those meetings. He's recorded at least 16 rebounds in each of the last two meetings. Plus, we know that Cleveland loves to play him because he's really good. He was an all-star. And he's played at least 31 minutes in nine of the last 10 games. And Charlotte, with Mason Plumlee and company, not a very good rebounding team. The Hornets ranked tied for 24th in rebounding rate. But when you're averaging 14 rebounds per game against this opponent in three meetings and your number's 11 and a half, I got to take the over. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's another... It's another Scott Reichel did the uh, parlay show or the uh, the prop show today, so he's got an NBA prop. I like that one as well. We've had pretty good luck with these, my friend. It's usually LeBron over. So, well, that's I was one of the runner-ups for yesterday's show, the LeBron rebounds, but we won conference tournament. Yep, yep, and that was and that was kind of on me. It was the you know kind of the start of the conference tournaments. I wanted to throw out a conference play, so we had a lot of other plays that we liked that actually fucking won. So. I'll take the, I'll take the blame for that one. It was my day and it was my conference pick. So, but now it's back to you and we're back on the player prop. So let's go ahead and get that win tonight. And that's going to do it for the farm. That's going to do it for the show, everybody. Don't forget to uh, stop by, check out our partners over there at BetMGM. Check the uh, check the show description for all their great offers. Thousand dollar free bet plus the bet ten dollars get two hundo if anybody makes a three pointer. Very cool offers if you have BetMGM. Please do that. And one more time, Allie Burns be on the show tomorrow, so we're looking forward to that. But we do this each and every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as Scott and I do our very best to guide you in your journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.